Hey guys, welcome to episode 263 of Built on Passion. I'm your host, Matt Delabuono, and this week we have on Pacific Northwest Bushcraft co-founder, Heather Salisbury. Pacific Northwest Bushcraft, or PNW Bushcraft, makes outdoor gear specifically for bushcraft, obviously, but even bigger than that, they give their customers the tools to have the most fun outdoors. Heather built PNW Bushcraft with her co-founder and husband, Todd, out of a hobby and passion that grew like wildfire after she began to make gear and sell it on Etsy. Sounds like a kind of simple progression, but when I say they attacked this thing and ran with it, that's a huge understatement. As a dynamic duo dug deeper into the industry, they slowly expanded their product line, doing countless R&D testing, and even began to host meetups, demonstrations, and workshops. One of the bigger things Heather has been trying to tackle is to open up the outdoors to women and encourage them to learn new skills and just become comfortable and more importantly, familiar when roughing it. The outdoor industry has been marketed as a boys club for the longest time and Heather wants to break down that barrier once and for all for women and really anyone who wants to get outside and have some fun but might not know where to start. You don't need to be perfect or do things flawlessly, you just need to be safe and have fun. And that's exactly the message that Heather wants to promote through PNW Bushcraft. In this episode of Built on Passion, Heather Salisbury walks us through how PNW Bushcraft got its start and the steps they took to grow to where they are now, how she's been building and nurturing a wave of wild women getting into the outdoors, and her how and why behind starting PNW Bushcraft. Heather, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's great to chat. I know we, the first time we talked, we were talking, ended up talking for like an hour just about you know, Bushcraft and you know what you're doing, BNW Bushcraft. So I got a taste of it. I'm excited to uh, dig in a little bit deeper and see what it's all about. Uh, I'm excited too. <laughs> so I guess to start, who are you? Who is Heather Salisbury? I am the owner and co-founder of PNW Bushcraft, and we make amazing heirloom gear out of wax canvas in our tiny little shop outside of Acme, Washington. Mm, it's a perfect place for it. Yeah, I love it. I feel so privileged to work on my property. I mean, it's so cool to walk out the front door with coffee and go up to my shop. So it is pretty awesome. For that matter, if you want to test something, I guess it's easy to be like, all right, it's technically still work. I'm going to grab this, going to go for a hike, going to go... Oh, absolutely. <laughs> That's exactly what we do. <laughs> we go out the backyard. Yeah, we take the dogs and the cats and we take the gear out and we try it out. And it's, it's a lot of fun. It's very, very cool. We do a lot of our social media pictures right on our property. So I have it all in one place. It's hard to leave, actually. Do you find that like you're at times, I guess, trapped at work? I mean, it's probably nice because it's become such a labor of love, I would imagine. You know, it is absolutely labor of love. And because I'm in such a cool industry, most of the stuff is fun. I would say 99% of the time I am having a really good time and I work with family and we have so much fun together. So I don't ever feel trapped at work. The only time anything comes up, it's 930 at night and I'm answering customers because that's me. So, but I don't even mind it then. I'm just like, everybody looks at me like, just let me answer them real quick. Give me just a sec. Do, 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 do. Talk to you tomorrow. You know? Because I don't like waiting. So I'm very quick to respond to people as fast as I can, because I just think that's important. Yeah. That is, that's notable too. It's also, I mean, to know that it's you on the other side of it, like the person actually at the helm, like making each of your products and stuff, testing it. You actually be like, oh no, here's this thing. This is what you need. Yeah. 
most people don't believe it when they first talk to me. I'm like, no, no. So I'll be making it. I'm the one designing it. You know, let's, let's talk over what you're looking for. Yeah. I can make that two inches taller. I can make that a little bit bigger. So people are very surprised when they're like, this is you. Like you're the, I'm like, yeah, you're talking to me. I'm the one who's going to take it up to the shop. I mean, my mom and my sister-in-law work with me. So we all create together, but I do talk to the customers and I do all the design work and it's a team effort, but yeah, I definitely, I think that's one of the coolest things about my job is people have an idea and I can make it come to life. So that's really fun. Have you dreamed of anything, thought of any, I guess like anything kooky or like really weird that you're like, huh, we should make this thing just to see. Yes, it doesn't usually end up coming into the shop, but the idea person is my husband. Like he'll come, he'll come in and he'll be like, I think we should make this. And I'm always like, Ooh, that's a really good idea. Let's see if I can. He's very good at drawing out very specific designs. And then I have to figure out how to create them. So it's a really good team effort. And what's really nice is he's very involved with the community and the outdoors. And, you know, when he uses his gear, he thinks, what do I need that others might enjoy? So that's really good because I'm not as much of a tester or into the technicality of anything. I'm more like, oh, this person's a lot of fun. I'm going to chat with them. So I'm much more sociable. You guys got the balance down then. We do. We totally do. We totally do. We just celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary. So we're best friends. So it works out really great. Congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. On track for, uh, you got the silver. You're, you're on track for the gold now. Oh, is that what it is? I don't know what it is. I was like, you know, anniversaries. We've been, I met my husband my senior year of high school. So we've been together quite a while. So anniversaries, they're just like, oh, all right, that's cool. So you've been on the long adventure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's amazing. How do you develop your products? It's all bushcraft, I guess, tools, would you call it? Well, yeah. So I like to think that, I mean, our company name is PW Bushcraft because that's where my husband started on social media. So, you know, he got his Twitter, his Instagram, his YouTube, and he had that name. And when he started making products for himself, people started inquiring if they were for sale. And I'm always trying to figure out how to be an entrepreneur and make money at something. So I was like, can I put a few of those things on Etsy for you and see if anybody buys them? And that's how the company started. So I started listing his products and people started buying them and I'd be like, I need some more products. And so he would make some more. So it really, it just started out with a need to have the products that held up to the damp weather of the Pacific Northwest. Because it's a really damp environment where we live. It's not in Eastern Washington, but you know, where we're at, it's very wet. Not all outdoor gear is designed to hold up to the dampness here. You know, it's even like just starting a fire when the air is so damp, it makes it harder to start a fire than if, say, you were in the desert or so. Yeah. So all our gear started out of necessity and that's how it developed. It was things that we thought we needed or he thought would be a great idea. And we just go from that. And now that we've been in business for almost at seven years now, a lot of our cool products come from customers. Because our customers will be like, hey, do you think you could make this? And if it's a good idea, I'll be like, I do think I could design that. And I think it's a great idea. Are you cool if we make more of them? Can we sell them? And our customer was always like, yeah, absolutely. Please do. So it's a nice benefit of having such a great community and great customers that they help with the ideas. Besides the ones my husband comes up with. So, yeah, we're very fortunate. That's incredible. First of all, I didn't know that about, didn't really think about even like bushcraft tools being specific towards the Pacific Northwest makes sense. You know, when you think about, I guess, a bushcraft tool, it's like a very basic thing that, you know, I guess performs a specific task. But when you're, again, humid environments, like what are you going to do if you're trying to start a campfire, do whatever. If you have a canvas, you need to make sure it's treated the right way to kind of deal with that moisture. 
in and of itself, that's interesting. Also, the community piece. I feel like that's even cooler. Like it's it's really at the end of the day, you're not just creating products. You're cultivating people who are looking for a thing, being there when they want to explore a different idea and coming up with it. If you're not beating people to the punchline of what they might need to get outside and enjoy the outdoors, you're creating what they're asking for. Yeah, and it feels really cool. Like I love the design aspect of trying to figure out how to make something that someone else imagined. I think that's really cool. We've taught all of this to ourselves. So I'm not coming from a background in design or engineering or, or even being a seamstress. This is all just trial and error on our part because when we got into Wax Canvas, even trying to find somewhere to purchase it was so hard because people just wouldn't share where they got their wax canvas. They didn't want to tell people who they bought it from. And we're very fortunate. We buy our wax canvas here in the U.S. from a couple of companies. And one's been making it since the late 1800s. So it's a quality wax canvas, which we're very proud to use and to be able to make our products out of. But I think there might be some sort of stigma in the outdoor community that if you share your knowledge, then other people are going to take over and they're, they're going to beat you to the punch or they're going to make something better than you. And I don't think that's true. I always tell people when they write and they say, where do you get it? I send them the names of the companies I use and I say, good luck. You know, I hope you make something really cool with it. If people are like, what kind of sewing machine did you buy? And I'll be like, we started on a home sewing machine. We just had to use the right needle to sew through the wax canvas. And they're like, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah, you're going to just make something for yourself. You don't need to go out and buy a $1,500 sewing machine. You can get one at Joann's and sew your own wax canvas gear. I don't know. I like to share. I think knowledge is shareable. And I think everyone is going to do their own thing with it. And I think people can really grow from kindness. So yeah, I'm always supportive. I'm always like, you can do it. I don't think of it as competition. I just think of one more people joining the, more, the community. And that's pretty cool. Yeah, I agree 100%. I also do get that. And I know we were just talking about it a, a couple moments before we hit record. Maybe it's not so specifically like gatekeeping, but it's still that like, why are you being so secretive about like this one specific thing? And isn't like collab to me, collaboration is like the best way to you know, get something new, even if it's someone else making it, you can always take that and then build off of that. And then it's kind of goes back and forth. It still goes with the sharing, a rising tide raises all ships, that kind of idea. Yeah, absolutely. And gratitude. I mean, I think that if you're going to help somebody out, they're going to be grateful and they're going to help the next person out. You know, like you're perpetuating this rolling ball of people moving forward and being nice to each other, which is just as a person, it's very important to me that we're good to people. And I think that's so important, especially in the outdoor community. I think it's a really awesome community that not a lot of people know they can be involved with. But once you start getting involved, you realize there's all these people that are willing to share their skills and they're willing to be open. And they're so encouraging about just getting outside. It doesn't even just to parks, just fresh air. Nature is just so good for everyone. So it's a really cool community that we're part of and that we're trying to let people learn that it's for everyone. It's not a special community. There's no thing that people have to have to be into it. It's just nature and everyone can enjoy it. Speaking of, we talked about this, touch base on this before we hit record as well. I know that you guys are really trying to open up the bushcraft category to people just to help get them outdoors and enjoy them. How do you balance the, I guess, inviting and catering to newcomers while also, I guess, uh, nurturing the existing community. Is there a weird balance? Is it like, what does that look like? I guess, cultivating and inviting people into the sport. Well, I think what it looks like is it's 
demystifying that you have to have a certain skill to bushcraft is all about learning. It's all about learning skills and developing them and anybody can learn a new skill. So personally, we like to hold meetups on our property and we invite people out to share skills. You know, like some people are really good at fire starting skills. And so I think it's sharing skills is really what it comes down to. And personally, I'm working on getting more women into the outdoors. And when I was talking with the ladies I know, a lot of them were, they wanted to learn in a safe, non-judgmental environment where they were allowed to make mistakes. A lot of people learn, they do it once and they're done. And other people, I feel like women, they want to learn the skill and then they want to perfect it. And they don't want anybody to tell them they're they're doing it wrong, but to assist them to do it right. And I don't know if that sounds really, but I just safe and non-judgmental environment. So I um, mean, you know, we're working on putting together classes for women who just want to learn just how to camp, how to set up a tent, what their options are for starting a fire. And none of that's as technical as bushcraft, but I like to really just think of ourselves as an outdoor business, not specific to bushcraft, but just to sharing skills and teaching. What we make complements that whole idea of the outdoor community. And we just like making really cool gear. So, you know, (laughs) it all goes together. But we definitely like to share the skills. And far as the technicality goes of it, everything like we create in our shop is very basic tools to make your time outdoors more comfortable. Like a lot of our stuff is bags and pouches and ground cloths. And those are just things that you can depend on in the outdoors to keep your gear together. And I think being able to trust the stuff you take with you is very important into having a great time outdoors. I mean, the three things that I always say make people not love camping is if they're cold, hungry, or wet. So if you can get people outdoors, you know, and they're not cold, hungry, or wet, they're going to have a good time. So we try to help prevent those things. (laughs) It's also, it's the building confidence too. One thing that kind of drives me crazy is this isn't necessarily a bad thing, but I guess the, the obsession with perfection where you don't have to be perfect. Like if you set up your camp and it's not like, it's like a little disheveled or whatever, like it's still fine. Like you don't need to hit the nail on the head to have a good time. You just need to, it's having the confidence to be comfortable with where you're at. And it sounds like that's where you're going for. Yeah, exactly. You just want people to feel comfortable and confident in the outdoors. And I think a lot of people who haven't been in the outdoors, there's a lot that they fear that they don't need to. But if they do have a basic skill set that makes them feel comfortable, they're going to enjoy themselves a lot more. Yeah, I just wish everybody could get outdoors. And I wish more women were comfortable getting outdoors. And that's as a person and as a company, we're really promoting women outdoors. And just getting them outside, just, I mean, people can go sit around a campfire and it's like this amazing transcending experience for them just to be with no notifications, nobody bothering them, just bullshitting around a campfire with a glass of wine or a can of beer. You know, it's just this whole other thing that I feel like everybody needs to experience. And I think they'll keep coming back. That's a seriously important thing too. I mean, A, it's like the bonding piece, but really, I mean, like, getting into nature, like those are instinctual things, like that experience being around a campfire, you know, being present, it's all important stuff, even if it's like underlying things that surround just that activity. I guess it's even cooler because I know there are a lot of smaller, more specific groups, especially for, I guess, women being in the outdoors, but acting as kind of the hinge point to round up those groups and kind of come together and catch everyone in between who is like maybe curious or wants to like check out 
the outdoors, get into some sort of bushcraft skill building thing, or just to, again, feel more comfortable being outside. It almost sounds even weird to say being com- everyone should be comfortable being outside. Think of how many people live in cities. I mean, not everyone is comfortable outside. I mean, the first thing people tend to ask when they come to our property is, are there bears and do we need to be worried? And it's like, well, you don't need to be worried. But yeah, we live next to a mountain. There are mountain lions and there are bears and there are coyotes. We don't have a problem with them per se, but you are in the woods. There is nature, <laughs> you know, you, and, but then, you know, you also get to see the really cute bunny rabbits and the squirrels and you get to hear all the birds talking to each other, you know, so there's lots going on. And um, I think it can be intimidating and scary and unless you have had some experience with it or you're with just if being with a person who, you know, knows what to do if something happens is very comforting. But yeah, like you're saying, it's building confidence in people to get outdoors. So you're creating all these different products to, I guess, support this thing. Do you think at a point PNW Bushcraft is going to really, really, really take big strides and become more of like a, I guess, like a education center, like some sort of place for people to get that confidence? I'm hoping. I mean, in the long term, I would love to be a much bigger community And it would be really nice to be able to travel to the U.S. and go to some of like, we keep meeting these amazing people online that put on these classes for the outdoors and stuff. Like we would love, my husband and I would love to travel to those, meet the people putting on the classes, be there for the classes, help out with them. I mean, I think the long-term goal is to be able to be a bigger part of a larger community. We want to be an outdoor experience versus just wax canvas bag makers. But, you know, what we do is a lot of fun and it's very rewarding and it allows us to be a part of the community, but I think we will grow. I would like to do a whole series of intro to camping for women on YouTube to kind of demystify what you need to go camping because I think there's a lot of women out there. There's a lot of moms that want to take their kids, but they just don't know where to start. So I'm hoping to do that too. I mean, I have lots of ideas. (laughs) Good. No, these are all great. Not only are they great, but it seems like you're just like there, like you're at the cusp of like, you're basically, you know, doing those things. It's just a matter of like hitting record. And that's great. I mean, everyone seems to be trying to get outdoors. It's a hard thing to like, you know, I guess approach anything new where you're just like, I don't really know where to start. And it's intimidating. And it's a, you know, the outdoors is a place where people can be pretty judgmental if you're doing something wrong and no one wants to feel bad about trying to have fun. No, exactly. Yeah. And I don't think people are trying to be judgmental per se about things. Just sometimes people think they can do it better and don't want to teach, take the time to teach somebody to learn. My friend, I was telling her how we wanted to um, host some classes where my husband and I share skills and we get more in depth with things so people know. And she was really excited. She's like, you know, I could start a fire kind of, but I don't want things, would she say, mansplained to me. I want someone to, take the time to teach me how to do it where I feel like I'm learning versus being told what to do. I think that goes back to having a safe, non-judgmental environment for people to learn. And I just love sharing with people and I love meeting new people. So if I can get people to come to my property and hang out with me, then I think that'll be a lot of fun. (laughs) That's like a win, win, win all over the place. Yeah, it is for me. (laughs) Sometimes you can turn into a hermit being a business owner on your own property and you never have to leave. I'm not a hermit kind of person, but sometimes I'm like, hmm, I might have to leave the house this week. <laughs> but then you're fixing it by just inviting people to come in. And the best part is once you teach people how to build a fire, build a camp, 
you could just worry about drinking the beer and be like, okay, there's an advantage of teaching people this stuff. Well, you know, we just had a friend of ours asked us if we could host some young ladies at our party because they'd missed out on their camp out for the end of the school year last year because of COVID, right? And we were like, you know, sure, that sounds like fun. Bring them out. And it was amazing. I had so much fun. They were 14-year-olds and they were so anxious and curious and they just jumped into everything. You know, they just were like, all right, that looks like fun. Fun, let me try it. But what was even cooler is in the evening, the conversation got much deeper around the campfire. And, you know, it's like beautiful conversation about how they felt about themselves as 14-year-olds, as young ladies. What were their biggest concerns? How did they feel about their friends? You know, and it turned into this really deep, beautiful conversation of them encouraging each other to be proud of who they were. And I just felt so lucky to have been the beginning of that conversation with these young ladies to be respectful of themselves and each other. That's because we were outside in nature around a campfire and their phones didn't work, you know? So there was this deep conversation that I think will, it carried on. I went to bed because, you know, I can't stay up till four in the morning, but apparently it carried on till four in the morning of them saying nice things to each other, which is pretty cool. That's the magic of a campfire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That only solidifies even more like, again, like these are skills that have been so important to humanity for so long. And we have all these built in distractions. So it really just goes to show you that while you guys do create these tools for people to get outside and enjoy the outdoors, it ends up being way more about confidence building and accessibility. So where do you see PNW Bushcraft headed next? I mean, you're making all of these tools. You're starting to really cultivate this community, get involved. I know you guys are looking to start traveling. Do you think you might want to start like a, like some sort of bushcraft festival? I don't know exactly how it's going to involve. I wish I was a planner. And after all this time, I still wish I was a planner. But I'm really just a, you know what, this is a good idea. Let's try this out. Let's see if this works. And if this isn't something that we move forward on now, maybe we'll move forward on it later. I mean, I would really like the part of the business where we make the gear to continue to grow forward because I would I really want to be one of those places where everybody wants to come work because we take such good care of the people we work with and we pay them so well that you know, they decide to go camping for a week, then I'm totally going to be like, all right, well, you know, you got your stuff done, have a good time. You know, like, I just want to cultivate this environment in our shop where people are open to sharing ideas and learning new skills and know that they're appreciated for showing up every day. So as a business, I want my business to continue to grow. And I would hope to get into, you know, more shops, expand the business online, keep developing really cool new products. But then on the other side, I really do want to share skills on YouTube and go to other outdoor bushcraft places and be there for the classes and just share the outdoors with people. I just don't know. I'm not sure how it's going to evolve, but we have lots of ideas. I got lots of ideas. <laughs> and lots of room. I mean, that's the beauty of it is that I feel like bushcraft tools, while they're so simple you can always dream up a new way to use, even if it's just like a canvas sheet, a wax canvas sheet. It's like the more basic you go, the more room there is for, oh, you can do this. When it comes to bushcraft, I'm a very inexperienced bushcraft person, but I really like building things. And like, I'll like, I, I've seen like some like YouTube videos of people like uh, when engineers go camping and they build like this like windmill that's like next to a fire and it's like they turn it into a spit or like a water mill rather. 
like stuff like that i think is so cool like once you find and cultivate all the tools i feel like it'll be so easy for you to be like okay we're gonna teach you how to do the basics okay we're gonna teach you how to do like moving through tiers and once you start that people will be lining up because everyone's always searching how to learn things people will always be trying to get outdoors that'll never stop it's you know if anything it's been really growing over the past few years yeah and personally i don't have a lot of technical skills but i have a really good time trying to learn technical skills and thankfully my husband you know my husband is the kind of person that learns every like he just absorbs information so like we probably have 100 books on the out that might be underestimating it but like he reads the books and then like he experiments and he tries things and he tries things until he gets it right so it's really good that we're a team because i'll be like finny how do we do this <laughs> like it's not my area of expertise the skills are not my area of expertise but I'm really good with people and I'm, I'm really good with ideas. So as a team, it works out really well because he can share the skills with the knowledge behind it that I don't have. I just have the enthusiasm. I'm enthusiastic for everything. Yeah. You keep it fun. And in my opinion, that's the most important part. Yeah, I do like to think I'm the fun person. Yeah. And you know what? I'm willing to make mistakes and I'm willing to admit my mistakes. And I think that's silly as it sounds. I think people are afraid to fail. And I am not. I have more fun failing than I do getting it right. So, yeah, I think that's probably I think my job is to make people feel comfortable not getting it right and then eventually getting it right. But you know what I mean? Like I will fail right along next to you as long as we're having a good time trying it. So and I mean, that's how we look at the business. As long as we're having a good time trying to make it work, that's what's important. So, yeah, you'll never know if you don't try. And I feel like Fear of failure can be such a paralyzing thing for when people even want to do something. I'm actually, this weekend, I'm really excited. I'm about to try windsurfing. Ooh, fun! That's going to be really, like, I tried it as like a little kid. My father was really into windsurfing. So I'm like, you know what? Yeah, sure. Let's give it a shot. So I'll probably look like a jerk for a few hours and then maybe get up, but I'm dead set on uh, figuring it out. So we'll see how that goes. It's always good, right? And it's exciting to try a new skill. Seriously, right? I mean, I find it exciting. My husband and I always say we've done a lot of things and we always say we've learned what we're not good at. That's really like our family mantra. Like we try all kinds of things and then we're like, we've learned we're not good at that. So we want to do that again. <laughs> but, you know, we're trying and, and being a business owner, it's all about staying motivated. You know, that's the biggest thing about being a small business owner is staying motivated to move forward. I mean, there isn't anybody you're accountable to except yourself. When you get up in the morning and the things that need to be done, no one else is telling you to do them. You have to be like, all right, one more cup of coffee and I'll get to that. You know what I mean? So, and failure is always, you know, we have failed at stuff, but we're good at it. So we know we can just try something else. So yeah, I think failure is a really big thing for people. They just don't want to fail. And what's wrong with failing? Nothing. You just don't do it again or you try again and you get better. So, I mean, there's only two ways to go from there. So Exactly. That's why I don't know how, I guess, known this is, but the idea of like failing fast to like get the failure out of the way, fail as many times as you can. And then that's it. Then you learn, you know, I mean, that's growth. Failure is the biggest, I feel like, point in growth when you're learning anything because then you know, okay, like here's this outcome of this thing. I know not to do it. Yeah, exactly. But when, when I started a business, I was working and someone said to me, well, aren't you afraid? And I was like, afraid of what? Like, I totally was blown away that they were like, aren't you afraid? And I was like, 
oh, should I be? Like, it never occurred to me to be afraid of what I was trying to do. It was just like, that sounds like fun. I'm very lucky to have that outlook on everything. It's like, oops, that sounds like, I mean, some things scare me, but as I get older, they scare me less, but they still scare me. But, you know, we're all human. Some of us have, you know, like, I'm not fond of public speaking. I'm getting better at it, though, but it wouldn't be my first choice of fun things to do. Yeah, so... <laughs> You should be really proud of that attitude because I am learning more and more that that is, I think it's like a societal thing where that's not super common. Like that's a, like a lot of power to be able to really jump in like that. Well, my life is very interesting and always has been. <laughs> we really have a good time. <laughs> good. That means that you're doing something right. You found that balance. How do you balance, I guess, working and life and, you know, making sure that you're not you know, beating your head against the wall or. Well, it's really nice that we can unplug. And when things get to be too much, we tend to go camping or we go on a road trip or, you know, thankfully my husband will be like, it's time to get you out of the house, honey. You know, so I try to stop dealing with things at a certain time at night and just, you know, shut off and pay attention to what's going on. That balance has been pretty good. But since I have so much fun with everything, it's really hard to walk away from things. But on the weekends, I try not to. On Saturday and Sunday, I try to mostly not deal with anything that has to do with work. Try is the word. I try not. I still answer people. But, you know, I think when you have so much fun doing what you do, that it's so cheesy to say it's not work. But that is really what it feels like. And I'm constantly trying to learn new things. Like I'm one of those people that reads books on how to be more productive or how to have more balance. And I'm always taking webinars on like marketing and business and I'm always trying to learn to be better so that I can better our lives. And I think as a person, because I'm trying to always grow to learn more, there's always something new to do. So it never gets stale. You've unlocked some sort of secret of life where for anyone listening, like really be taking notes here because this is the attitude that you need to find that balance. It sounds like you kind of have that perfect balance. Yeah, well, you know, and let me just say, I work very hard. I don't want people to think that life is easy as a small business owner. You know, my day starts at 5 a.m. and I go to bed at 10. So, you know, I just feel like the hard work is worth the effort and it's fun, but it's still hard work. I don't ever want anyone to think that owning a small business isn't hard work because it is. But I thrive on hard work, so it's good for me. Yeah. And rewarding too. I mean, there is the reward. Yeah, it is. No, I was just going to say, you know, we're as a, the wax canvas gear that we make isn't a necessity. It's people buy it because they want it, not because they need it. And so I feel really cool that people choose to spend their money on the gear that we make because it is a choice and it's their hard earned money. So I feel special when people order. I never feel like people ought to buy for me. I always feel lucky that people are buying from me. And that's why we're so particular about how we make our gear and how well it's made and how we inspect it, how we package it, because I just think it's important to appreciate the money that I receive to support our family and our business is money. People don't have to buy our stuff. We're not diapers. We're not food. We're a luxury item. Even still, like, you know that, you know, when someone picks up even just like the wax canvas sheet, they're thinking like, okay, I'm going to do something cool with this. I'm going to make a shelter or just a straight up like an A-frame tent, something where they're like, yeah, I'm going to do something awesome. I'm going to take a picture and post it on Instagram and like get out there. It's kind of cool to be like, all right, I'm like, we're contributing to like this person, like feeling like a badass. This is great. 
Yeah, that's a really great way to think of it. I love it when people tag us. Like when we see our stuff all over the world, we're like, oh, look at all like somebody just posted from Japan. Look what he did with our stuff. <laughs> Do you get people like all like really that to that degree? That's awesome. But we get people that post stuff all over the world and they tag us. And I mean, as a small business, that's one of the best things people can do is share our products. That's what gets people to see it. But they're sharing us, you know, I don't know. It's really cool. We always wonder when we're finishing up something, we're like, hmm, like we talk about it in the shop. I wonder where this is going to go. I wonder where they're going to take it. I wonder what kind of trip they have planned. Like we're always curious, like, is it a group trip? You know, is it a group trip? Is it a solo hike? Is it just going to go up in their backyard with their kids? Like... It is really cool. It's a really cool industry to be a part of because people are always doing fun things. Yeah, I bet you connected with a ton of people just, I guess, on crazy journeys, all walks of life. I think I remember you mentioning that specifically that the people that you connected with, like they're just such a like a diverse crew of people, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, from game developers to people teaching bushcraft classes to, you know, people that are just setting it up in their backyard with their kids. The community itself is no, no, we just have some of the best customers. I'm just really lucky. And most of our customers have turned into friends. It's not really customers anymore. They're our friends. But it's nice. And it's even cooler that we get to connect with other outdoor businesses. Like we did Blade Show, which is a knife show, in 2019. And it was Blade Show West. And it was held in Oregon. And we met the nicest people who I still talk to, who we still promote each other. And I buy their gear, they buy our gear, you know, and that was so nice to be somewhere in person to meet such cool people and then to keep developing those relationships. I mean, now my husband's drawing um, bushcraft designs for a t-shirt company because, you know, we're friends with them and they're putting out their own t-shirts and my husband's a good sketcher. I mean, you know, they're like, can you draw this? And he's like, sure. So now his designs are on shirts and they're, I don't know, it's just weird how everything's connected and it's very special. Yeah. I was talking about this earlier today and yesterday. Relationships are really just such a foundation of life. Like at the end of the day, all we really have are relationships, like how that comes together, how that like builds you up, how it connects you to other things, how it can help you build a business and help you make all of those things happen. Yes, it's very, very important. And then my kids are one child's in college and one child graduated from high school last year. And it's like that age old thing that it's not what you know, it's who you know. It is very relevant. I mean, I wish it wasn't always, but you know, people reach out to you because they met you and they like you and you're the first person to pop in your head. So other opportunities are available because you're working with people who know who you are and they want to help you grow. And it is based on relationships. So yeah, it's so true. So true. It looks like we're getting, you know, down to the wire here, but I got one more question for you. You may have answered this. What is the best part about running PNW Bushcraft? Other people getting to meet really cool people and developing relationships. I mean, it's nice at the end of the day to be able to say that I own a business, but what really makes it special is all the people that we get to meet and that I get to work with, whether it be customers or other professional relationships. I think it's really the community that makes it pretty awesome and fun to be a part of. So from where I'm sitting and just listening and getting to know PNW Bushcraft better, getting to know you, it also sounds like you're building your own community within that community. I mean, I'm sure you think about it to a degree, but you're introducing people to their new favorite hobby or making their current hobby a just more of a thrilling experience. No, I hadn't thought of it that way, but that's great. <laughs> yeah, think about it. I mean, especially, you know, what we were talking about earlier, 
giving people the confidence to try something that they really want to try but might be afraid to that breaking down that barrier could be so impactful i'm 30 i'm still like trying things that my entire life i've always wanted to get into just because i got fed up but giving people the confidence to enjoy the thing that you love and live for and want people to enjoy and open up the space for more people so that it's you know just a thing that anyone can get into that's huge yeah and i think it's contagious you know you the next person that you get into the outdoors that gets so excited is going to get somebody else into the outdoors and they're going to realize the benefits of nature and, and having such a good time and yeah, it's contagious and the ball will just keep rolling and more and more people will get outdoors and realize the benefits of fresh air. And <laughs> Yeah, and the, like just in a simple campfire, what that can do. Yeah, that is my favorite. I love it when everyone's sitting around the campfire. Conversations are hilarious. <laughs> That's amazing. Heather, thank you so much for coming on chatting. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm very excited to have had a longer conversation with you, Matt, and I'm very excited. I hope people can check us out at PNW Bushcraft. See what we're up to. Absolutely. Yeah. And on social media, where's the best place for them to check out? PNW Bushcraft Shop is my Instagram, and that's where I post a lot of stuff and I do some funny stuff and I have a good time on Instagram with reels and videos and I share products. And yeah, that's where I'm most active is Instagram at PNW Bushcraft Shop. So yeah. Perfect. It was incredible to chat. I'm glad that we got to chat a little bit longer than a quick hello. Great. Hey, Ready Daily Podcast listeners. If you enjoyed today's episode, then I would be incredibly appreciative if you could log on to iTunes and leave us a quick review. This really helps us get noticed by other podcast listeners like yourself. And if you know anyone that would benefit from this episode, then please share it along. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Red Yeti Podcast. I'll catch you next week.